Hello and welcome to Mastermind Growth, where we share the wisdom, the insights and the stories behind business owners. My name is John Cassidy-Rice and I have the pleasure to be your host for this week's podcast. I'm your local Federation of Small Businesses Membership Advisor, meeting and supporting local businesses. Today we have Porek with us. Hello, Porek. Hello. How are you? Good, thank you. Thanks for taking the time out to do this. You're very welcome. So let's dive in. What, what's, what's your business? Well, I, by trade, I'm a journalist um, for the last 25 years. But um, what that actually incorporates is apart from writing largely for trade mags and um, occasionally others, uh, I work quite closely with a lot of corporate clients, helping them produce materials, blogs, articles, research papers, white papers, uh, or even events in some cases. Um, I do quite a lot of presenting of events through the year just because I've done it for quite a long time. I'm quite good at it, I suppose. And as long as I know roughly what I'm talking about, you can drop me on a stage and I'll cope. And at least I've got some track record to show that. Uh, and finally, the other part of my business is um, I do media training. And while I call it media training, it's really about communication and improving your communication with your audience, whether that's... Um, the press or clients, sales teams, the board, or even getting the most out of opportunities such as um, places at conferences. Well, all vital uh, stuff. Absolutely. Before we dive into a bit more about that, I always love to hear somebody's story, their journey of how they got to where they've got to. Are you happy to share some of your story with us? Absolutely. Do you want me to start at year dot or do you have any particular areas you'd like me to focus on? <laughs> well, what I'm interested in is your story of how you got to you, your business. Uh, so yeah, what yeah. part of that journey? Well, that's, that's fine, yeah. I'd been um, uh, a journalist from about 95. I got out of um, college. There were no jobs then either. There was another recession. Um, I would have been a, a, probably would have spent a, a life in corduroy as a, an academic if I could have afforded a PhD. But being an art student and after Thatcher being through the um, through the coffers and closing everything down, uh, there was no way arts was going to get supported. So I went and got a job. Writing seemed to be a sensible thing. So I kind of got trained on the job. And then by 2011, I was running a team, a division at um, part of Financial Times, the business um, magazine section. And there was a restructure and I took redundancy because I didn't really want to be sitting around watching um, my team get carved up. We've done a really good job over a, a number of years, punching well above our weight in the market. And um, yeah, it co also coincided with my um, my partner having a, a nasty scare and she needed a health scare, she needed treatment for. So um, I went freelance. And from that date into October 2011, I haven't looked back. That's how I got to here. All right, excellent. Thank you. <laughs> So there's all sorts of challenges along the way, but one of the key themes coming through what you're saying there is communication has been key to what you've been doing. Absolutely. Um, we all need to communicate anyway, um, but it's the most important thing any business could do with their target um, audience. And we don't always do it very well. Uh, that's why things like trade magazines exist to communicate um, suppliers with their potential um, um, clients um and but also you know um I, I see an awful lot of press releases and deal with people who have got a really interesting story but aren't telling it very well and um it really behoves them to um 
try and focus on 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 getting that across more efficiently um but i can understand it. it's difficult people are busy they don't have time to think um uh, and really one of the reasons i started doing media training was because somebody asked me to help them uh, work out how to get their people to communicate better within a team and um this was before i went freelance and uh, it sparked off my idea for well maybe i can put together a program for that which eventually became my, my own media training but really it focuses on uh who you're talking to and what you're trying to get across to them and boiling that down to simple messages that you can uh, easily communicate that they will remember when it comes to press so the press can't be accused of getting it wrong but also for your target audience clients or sales teams whatever it is or the board an important one to communicate with at times um, so they remember what you said and they understand it straight away and so it's clarity of, of uh, thought and um, uh, and actually execution in, in your in your strategy so there you go sorry I mean I, I went on there a bit but it's one of my hobby horses so yeah. um, no I absolutely sometimes I think sometimes they a, a lot of businesses have written a press release got nowhere with it and given up so what would you say some of the key aspects of creating a clear communication for a press release would be? Well, most people I know, most, most of my peers and friends who are, who are hacks will say, just keep it short. Um, press releases are often two or three pages when really all you need is two or three lines. Uh, okay, put supplementary stuff down below and the contact details, but really we want to know what the top line is and to understand whether that's really of any interest to us. Um, quite often what people have done is they've sent out a press release, but they sent it to the wrong people. And actually, you could probably produce the same press release, but make it more targeted for, uh, for the right people by knowing the kind of publication you might be sending it to or the, or the kind of business you're sending it to, making sure you get it in the right day. Um, because, you know, if someone's on a daily or a weekly um, um, turnaround, their deadline is, is that, that regular, they don't want to see press releases when they're going to press because they haven't got time. By the time they come back to clearing their desk and starting again, yours is going to be at the bottom. So it's not just about creating an interesting and hopefully relatively short press release. Um, it's getting it to the right people at the right time. That, and that's an area that people often, often miss unless they've got a, a really good agency working on their side. Okay. Now, sometimes I think sometimes people send out a press release for the sake of it. What sort of things would work really well for a press release for, from a small business's point of view? Um, the most important thing is is to understand what uh, an interesting message is it's not to tell people that you're the biggest in your in your market or um you've increased your sales by 30 percent in the last six months yeah that's all interesting particularly interesting to your shareholders and it's really good for the annual report but um in most cases and it might be okay for a trade magazine that covers that type of stuff specifically for your market but in other otherwise something that interesting that you can tie it back either to the local community to a national issue or even just a human story i mean the reason we have those silly little stories at the end of the news is because we want to be brought back down to earth and have something that we can associate the news with that is really meaningful to us in our homes whether we're interested in engaged in politics or not so um i think think of think of those those particular things when um, when sending out a press release is it going to be relevant to my local area if i'm a local business Am I touching on something that is already topical and therefore might have people interested? And can I relate it to the the people that I'm reaching out to? And and that may only just be by using a couple of idioms that compare 
the size of um, debt of a business to the number of Happy Meals that you know that's sold in, in a week or something like that. You know, whereby you take huge numbers that nobody can really fathom and convert them into small little packages, which is why BBC will often do things like Big Macs or pints of beer or comparisons with um, of volumes with things like Olympic swimming pools because people can understand the size of an Olympic swimming pool, but they don't understand how big the Black Sea is. So if you tell them it's however many thousand times, they still can't really picture it, but they know it's a lot bigger than an Olympic swimming pool. And so drawing those lines for people um, to fill in the gaps is an important part of your communication. So what I've loved about what you've just said there is about being very human in your approach. And yeah, even though well, we'd be... Oops. Yeah. No, sorry, I mean, you're right. But, but then, you know, unless, unless the world's changed overnight, we are going to be dealing with humans when we're doing business. Mm. And we forget that. And, that, you know, it's something that a lot of businesses forget. They focus on just the numbers. And um, uh, that, as I said, it's great for annual statements or reports, but um, you, you can't always get people engaged with, um, you know, the increase in uh, uh, EBITDA or something like that. It's just not enough to turn people on. So is it a similar a process if you're talking to your staff or your or your potential customers? Well, the point is, it's knowing your audience, and um, I'm not making I'm not um, denigrating sales teams, but sales teams are made up of people that are very different from other types of people in a business. They're not the same as your actuaries if you're an insurance company. They're not even the same as um, a, a fleet of drivers. So knowing your audience and how you can communicate best with them is going to make sure your message gets across that bit better that more quickly more quickly and also then they'll remember it and you know you're talking with these people because you want them to remember what you said or else you're going to have to keep reiterating um, stuff all the time so whether you're speaking to a sales team or a client group or you know um, the board understanding who you're talking to what their level of understanding might be and breaking down your story so that they can follow that narrative. I mean, it's a narrative, you're telling a story, where you're not necessarily making it up, but the, we are orally based, you know, traditionally. If you tell a story to somebody, that's what people get hooked by. And it's no different from business communication as from sitting around a campfire or, or on your grandparents' knee. I think um, communication has, can have such an impact and make a difference between success and failure for a lot of people. Uh, and if somebody's not great at communicating, is there any tips that you can help them sort of start to master that art? Yeah, quite often it's they've just got to stop and think about what they are trying to say. What they're trying to say and who they're trying to say it to. Uh, one of the, I do an exercise when I'm training people and it focuses on just two or three small points. And that's about something that nobody else knows they do in the room. And then we ask each other what it might be and quite often from a very little amount of information you can convey quite a lot the trouble with people working in businesses they're all experts on their business and they they tend to then try and want to overshare um, and it's about breaking stuff down once you understood who you are trying to speak to and what you want to communicate breaking it down so that they can understand it and will actually find it of interest so I think we tend to do too much too quickly uh, and little and often might be better, which is why social media has been quite beneficial for some small businesses because they don't have that need to keep churning out things like press releases, have big stories, but they can drip feed small stories about their business into the market uh, on, a, on a regular basis. Uh, and some people use Instagram because the picture tells us, you know, it tells a thousand words. Um, 
that's that's been really useful for them to reinforce their YouTube channel or their Facebook uh, page, and that's driven business f- for them. Yes, and as was, as you mentioned, social media. Uh, a lot of people are spending a life on Zoom, Teams, and Skype. If you're old school, any tips that would help with that? Uh, well, yes. You say Skype is old school, but it's a bit more robust than Zoom has been over the last few months. So uh, maybe not write it off as a platform. First oh no, because um, I found it. I find it quite useful. Um, yeah, I think quite often. Um, I think the first thing to do is make sure you're dressed at least top half of you. It was always a good start. Some <laughs> people tend to forget it. Um, I, I think it's just treat it as you would any other um, any other meeting. I I really don't treat it any differently. The fact that I'm looking at a camera rather than at your face doesn't really um, mean that it's not the same kind of meeting. I think it's um, the, the thing that's different about it is it's somewhat removed and therefore we kind of get this fatigue that everyone's talking about. But um, I think don't set your your meeting for too long. If you had a meeting in the office, it's very rarely you'd have one for more than half an hour. I used to tend to have 20 minute meetings, um, team meetings, just because we could get a lot done in that time if we stuck to the agenda. And if we had to then go through anything else, come back and do it, have a separate meeting. So don't spend too much time on it. Um, Make sure you stick to the task. Uh, People tend to get sucked into other things. I constantly find myself with... uh, with, with meetings where people keep bringing stuff up that really wasn't part of the meeting and we suddenly spent twice as long on the call that we needed to. Um, and, and, and what else would I suggest? That, um, not getting sucked into too much, don't spend too much time on it, um, but just remember it's just, it's just a conversation, same as uh, you would have if you're in the pub or in a meeting room. So um, don't put too much um, emphasis on, on that, um, which I think some people do, they get scared because Despite the fact they're doing it all the time, they get tense. Yes. Um, I think that's where a lot of the fatigue comes from. I do quite a lot of these things. and I don't feel too bad doing them. I used to just be on the phone all the time. Um, uh, perhaps because I just treat it like a phone call, even though people can see my... And unfortunately, people won't be able to see this with the podcast, but um, you're having to look at my face, and I do have the perfect face for radio. <laughs> so um, I think they get a bit too tense about being on show, uh, and that often contributes to their fatigue. Yeah, I think some people have start have to start to relax on front of a camera. Yes, well, they they have to. Mm-hmm. Um, um, just, you're just going to get mad. There are so many of these meetings now. My my my, my wife's um, spends the start of the day to the end of the day in meetings on Zoom, and um, it's just the way she has to work now because they can't go into the office. No. Thank you ever so much for sharing that. There's some great um, tips there. And if someone's listened to this and they need some help with some, maybe some writing or they'd like to access your um, social media course and just wants to improve in their communication skills, how would they contact you? Oh, well, you can always find me through my website, which is moneyjourney, as one word, .net. I've got contact details on there. You can uh, check me out on LinkedIn as well. Um, In fact, if LinkedIn or Google, if you put my name in, uh, you won't find another. I am unique in that respect, if in no other way. <laughs> Fabulous. And we'll put that detail on our website as well. Thank you. Excellent. Well, thanks for sharing your passion, your stories, and your insights with us. You're welcome. So this has been a podcast by business owners for business owners. And until next time, see you soon. Take care. See you. Thank you. Bye-bye. 
the Federation of Small Businesses with practical help for business owners such as health and safety policy templates, documents and guidance written by experts in their field. And for good measure, a suite of online training modules for you and your employees. Any questions, contact me at john.cassidy-rice at fsb.org.uk.